This episode is sponsored by PuttView Books. These are some of the best yardage books out there. So whether you're headed to your next tournament at a course you've never played at, or you're just looking to get a little more info at your home course that you play every day, you're going to want to check these out. There's two cool things you need to know. One is the green maps. These are some really detailed info on the greens that you're headed into. So you know the slopes before you even get there. And you can look at the pin position and kind of understand what's going on. I really like the kind of heat map almost look that you can see. Really clear, really simple, very useful. The other thing I like is some of the info you get off the tee. So with the yardages to carry and then some of the rollout info as well. Plus, what does the ground look like in the fairway? Which way are things going to run off as well? So really good info on both those things. Clear, well-designed. Design is important to me, and I like the design of these quite a bit. So. You're going to check these out, puttviewbooks.com, over 30,000 courses worldwide. I bet they're going to have what you're looking for when you plug in that golf course. You're definitely going to check these out, puttviewbooks.com, so you're more prepared the next tournament you're headed into. We're on a mission to help golfers from all over the world achieve their goals by understanding what it actually takes to play their best golf. We're talking with leading instructors, researchers, and players themselves to find what is actually working. Hey, thanks for joining us today. You are listening to one of our partner shows. It is the Tour Coach Podcast with Tony Ruggiero. He has some phenomenal guests on talking about teaching tour pros. He'll have his players on. It's always a great show. Today was another great episode. I want to share that with you here on the Golf Science Lab Podcast. Let's get into it. So here we are. Cheers, everybody. This is the last Tour Coach podcast recorded live over at the Frederica area. Tomorrow morning is my last official day in charge, which I was never really in charge, but and handing it over to Jackson Court, who Jackson, who if you listen to the show and you watch our social media, you know he's he's my right hand man and he is taking over as director of instruction there. So Jackson, congratulations. Well, thank you, Tony. And we've got an all-star cast here in Abbey Court, who's Jackson's wife, is to my left at the far end of the table. And I think at the end, it's only fitting that she has a few words to say. But we've got Joseph Dent. If you follow our social media and Instagram, really good young player, earning his way up on the APGA, correct? Right. Father's Jim Dent, golfing legend. And like I said all the time, one of the coolest people I've had the opportunity to meet and one of the nicest human beings I've met. I mean, you got Arky, <laughs> Nate Jolly from Arkansas, aptly named Arky. Mm. We didn't just come up with that. BDT. And, and uh, <laughs> BDT for big diesel truck. <laughs> and, uh, and then you've got Emilio Gonzalez, who is, if you, again, I keep asking, but like, I think maybe of all the professional players that I teach right now, I think he's just got something really special. I think he's going to be a special player. You've heard me say that. I always said I think he's going to be a top 50 player in the world. And I think he's going to be the first one that helps me learn when I go on those emojis, which one is actually the Mexican flag. <laughs> because one time I tagged it and I think I put Italian. Poland or something for you. And I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't Poland. sure. <laughs> Anyways, so with it being the last one and me kind of handing the reins over to Jackson, I thought it would be a cool conversation, especially with the three of you here. We talk a little bit about mentoring. thought that'd be a good topic because mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm big on, or I believe, I was very fortunate in my early teaching career, to have great mentors around me that took an interest in me. And at times they were very, very difficult. And you've heard the Wayne and Hank stories where like, 
they made me take this teaching test. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to take this teaching questionnaire and there were multiple choices and it was based on, you know, the information that Hank wanted us to teach. And Wayne came in and he brought me mine back and it had red ink everywhere. And I mean, I get pissed. I'm like, well, you know, and I'm arguing, I'm a young teacher. I've been teaching a couple years and I'll never forget Wayne said, Hey, uh, before you leave the room, could you take your shirt off with the logo and leave it by the door? <laughs> I don't want you to wear the logo, right? Joking. So they were brutal on me, but I thought I'd like to talk a little bit about mentoring because I think what we do as teachers, and Joseph, you brought up a great thing earlier. This is kind of what started this is you asked why we like teaching. Mm. And Jackson, um, we're going to go to you in a second, but I think you summed it up perfectly with it being people. Yeah. And I think that's why we do what we do. And I think that the reason I got involved over here and loved what we did at the start was it was an opportunity to bring really cool, special people together and to create a special place. And I think we did that for a couple of years, but uh, hats off to you. You've done a hell of a job and you got a bright future. I tell everybody you're going to be one of the best in the game and we're still going to have some fun. Oh, we're going to have some fun. And I appreciate that. But, you know, through this transition, I keep thinking of this like line that I heard and that I was taught when I was young. It's that when you get compliments you pass the credit to where the credit is due. And when you get criticism or critiques, you own up to it. So I have been fortunate to have some great parents that raised me well and taught me how to work hard and care. And Especially since your dad listens to the radio show. Yes. I mean, that, that even bigger, He's right? the biggest yeah. dew sweeper fan out there. But like, I feel like we owe him a wedge or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like they did, they did a great job raising me, right? And, um, and then I have you to thank, like you've done more than what's required for me in my career time and time again. So I, I appreciate all of the kind words, but I was put into a situation to succeed, right? Like I think I was given every opportunity to do good. And I think you just have to choose whether you're going to do good or do bad, or you're going to work hard or you're not going to work hard. And um, I appreciate those kind of words, but I think that's due to some really good direction. And then obviously there's been some bumps along the roads and some learning curves, but anytime that you get criticized or you fall short, you have to own up to it. And you say, yep, that is my fault. And I'm going to do better and it won't happen again. Well, contrary to public belief, I'm probably not the easiest person to work for all the time. You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be surprised. But I learned from a son of a bitch. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, woo. But uh, anyways, I think mentoring is a big thing. And I think that it's our job as teachers. And it's blown my mind lately. Because, you know, I mean, we're pretty close. I mean, you're not just a teacher, but you're also a friend. And like, it blows my mind that people reach out and want to come watch and learn. Cause I just think what we do is like one, I think it's normal mm -hmm. and two, it's just fun. Yeah. And the way, what we do hanging out, I mean, like with Arky and Emilio and Joseph and these guys, and we, you know, you guys, Abby was awesome. And I hope she's working on that brownie skillet thing. I'm <laughs> a little hungry. I'm not, okay. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, um, uh, but, uh, but I think it's cool. And I think yeah. we owe, I think that if, I guess going back to the point is like, so we've had a lot of folks over the last several months, you know, we've had people come down and observe us. I've had a bunch of calls and emails recently where people are like, Hey, we follow you and they want to pick our brain and different things. And I'm always flattered by that. And then part of me is always like, well, why do you, you know, want to do that? But then I realized like, I think that, I think that that's a part of our game that in the social media world, 
is missing. The actual personal touch where you actually go and you spend time with a person and the person actually cares about you. Yeah. And actually also cares that you get better. And I mean, I do online lessons and then, I mean, obviously I take the money, but I mean, like it's not the same as like actually really caring about right. yeah. the job that you guys do. So I, I think that's, so what I'm going to go around the table here. We'll skip Abby to the very end. And then she's going to get the last three words of this podcast. She's going to list her three favorite things about Tony <laughs> in no particular order. <laughs> you got, you got about 23 minutes to come up with three. And uh, so anyways, I want you to start. We're going to talk about some of what are some of the big things you've learned as we've worked together and as we've gone on and you know, what are some of the things you've learned? Uh, well, I've learned a bunch. So boiling this down to a couple minutes would be difficult, but I think, you know, to answer Joseph's question with this as well, he asked, what's the hardest part about your job and what's the best part about your job? And the answer was people, right? You get mm-hmm. some great people, like there's some phenomenal people sitting at this table and you get some, some not necessarily bad, but you get some tough eggs, right? That can be hard to deal with. But Bill Harmon touched on that a lot as well, right? Like you're dealing with people. Like it's not about posting a before and after picture. It's not about posting a swing on your Instagram, right? It's not? No. (laughs) Right? It's about like coaching and grooming these players or these kids or these amateur players that are trying to go from breaking 100 to breaking 90. Just trying to smooth it out, Jackson. That's all it is. that's, That's all it is. Right. So I think you're dealing with people and everybody has certain things they bring to the table or certain things they do and don't understand. And so I think there's some some cultivation and some grooming that goes on there. But I mean, reflecting on mentoring, right? Like you talked about and you you brag on Wayne and Woody about how their coaches coaches. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think they played a big role in oh, your development. Biggest role. The Hank, Wayne and Woody. For the reason I'm here today, and that if I, if anybody says I'm successful, Yvonne would probably argue I'm not. Um, but I know my three ex-wives, um, like, but they're the reason, right? right. And, and they're the reason for different reasons. And I think that we need more people like that. I'm not saying I fill that role, but I think we need more people that take an interest in people mm. and helping people get better than it just being a transaction. Because it's not just about golf. And I think one, and I'm, this, I'm going to get off my soapbox over this, and I'm going to ask Joseph a question. But I think one of the things, because I've bought my fifth glass of wine, it's easy to sit at a table and pontificate and say this, this, and this. But it's another thing to be willing to be the person to tell somebody that's something tough that you don't want to say, mm-hmm. right? And whether it's as a golfer or as a friend, right? And Woody and Wayne and Hank were always people that, like, they're super proud of me now. But the times when I wasn't doing things I needed to be doing weren't afraid to sit me down. And they weren't afraid to say, this is what you need to do, Mm. you know. And Hank said something great one to me one time. He said, people are never going to change or do better until it becomes more uncomfortable to stay the same than it is to change and get better. And so I was like your lifelong party flunky, I bounce checks for beer. Ask Wayne, I bounced a check to him for a golf lesson once <laughs> and had to call him and tell him, hey, your check's no good. I bought beer. 
this is 30 years ago, 40 years ago, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that was a, um, not 40 because I'd have been 10. But um, so anyways, but like I had good people, right? I had good people that took an interest and I've had great, like I could name the people, Tom Ness. You've heard me talk about Tom Ness, Mark Wood, Hank Johnson, Wayne Flint. I mean, I've had some great teachers over the years, Mike Adams later in in my career and different folks. But like, I think that that's important. I think we're missing out on that in this digital age, the personal touch. And so, right. Like, cause I'm still, this is maybe why you appreciate some of my work, but I'm a little old school and I right. think you have to learn from somebody that's been there, done it before, made people good and messed up and have made a name for themselves rather than in the social media world, put up this stuff and they're an instructor. Yeah. So, Joseph, I'm going to turn this to you. I know you're not the biggest talker of the table. Okay. Your father was a legend. We've had some cool moments at Frederico, and I'm going to miss a bunch of it, but there's been some cool moments. One of the cooler moments was when your dad came with you. All right. And he watched these guys. We had several tour players. You were there. That was really cool. And he was walking up, and several of them didn't know who your dad was. And your Mm -hmm. dad, Jim Dan, he's a legend in the beginnings of the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. One of the first African Americans to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had it hard, like coming up. All right. Okay. And I remember him watching a player, and this player striped these drivers. You know, he was like, "Hey, you know what are you doing?" The guy's like, "Hey, I'm on the Corn Ferry Tour." Yeah. And your dad's like, "What's the Corn Ferry Tour?" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you know, I'm not on the PGA Tour." And your dad was like, "What's your problem?" He hit it <laughs> like that. I never forget it. Yeah. He said it just like that. So, what what have you learned from your dad? What are some of the things you've learned from your dad? Because I think we need more mentoring. And I think, I mean, your dad, what I liked about your dad was he wasn't afraid to say the truth. And I think we got too many people that are afraid to tell people the truth. A lot of people act like they'll tell people the truth. But in the end, when it really comes down to telling the truth because it might affect them or their jobs, they're, they're pusses and they won't tell them the truth. So talk about your dad. One of the things my dad always told me when I was younger, you know, he would get on to me about a lot of things outside of golf. He said, you know, if you can't keep your room straight, if you can't keep, you know, your, your bathroom clean, how do you expect to have the same discipline to score well on the golf course or to carry yourself well on the golf course? So, like, basically he was saying everything affects everything. All disciplines affect other disciplines. So he was like, you know, change as a person, get better as a person outside of golf, and at the end of the day, it reflect on the golf course, your scores and how you get better and how you learn. So having to to change all of that, I had, me personally, I had to get better as a person. Was your room you used to be? <laughs> I, I knew that about yeah, you. Yeah, it, it wasn't. <laughs> we could room together on the road. You know, so it, it, we're it going to an ocean <laughs> ring, so it's okay. That thing will be a damn pig sty. It wasn't, it wasn't. Uh, I definitely had to um, discipline my life, you know. Uh, Kind of clean up some of the bad habits I had, and my dad always got on to me about that. And he said, if you focus on being a better person outside of golf, working on yourself, getting smarter, getting learning more, just being more, more wiser in, in a sense, he said, I think that I'll just carry on to the golf course, and the rest will take care of itself. But I mean, as far as golf, I mean, everybody hits it good. I mean, there's so many guys out there, but you know what really separates the guys from that are good and that are great and who get to the next level is the disciplines, the habits. The consistency and if you can keep up with the stuff around your room your house you know those things kind of reflect itself in your golf game and i think it goes through everything i think it goes through your personal life and all that stuff mm-hmm. i know the times that i wasn't very 
clean and tidy with my personal life, right? Mm-hmm. But like it bleeds into the job you do, yeah. right? And then as you mm-hmm. go along and you realize like, hey, if I take care of the things at home and I'm happy at home, I'm a better teacher, right? right? And uh, a big part of my change coming up and turning everything over to Jackson, other than I've always wanted to work for him, um, <laughs> really was getting back to doing what makes me happy. Right. And being happy because I think you're a better teacher when you're happy Mm. and you do what you do and fulfill. But I think that's awesome insight from your dad. And I would tell you this as we cheers to that. Dad did a hell of a job. And I I mean that. I I honestly believe I told you the other day you should never give up on your dream. Right. But I also believe because of the person you are and he's a huge part of that. I think you're going to make it. Mm. And it may. And I told you today. Like, I think you need a three or four year plan. You don't need to expect it to happen today, but we're going to keep getting better. And that was cool. So now we're going to turn to Emilio. So Emilio's been hanging out with us for a few years because you've had nothing else to do. (laughs) And uh, just kidding. You're one of my favorites. We roomed together for six months. Longer than that, you stay with me. <laughs> play the Mexican national anthem? Yes. <laughs> Not the Polish one. And uh, talk a little. What an intro. Careful, he's going to stand <laughs> at attention. <laughs> so, um, talk about some of the things that you've experienced and learned in our time together. Well, the topic you guys brought up was like mentoring, right? which is awesome, and it's one of the most important things that's made me grow as a player, especially once I turned professional a couple of months ago. But uh, That's why I brought you here, because yeah. I knew you wanted to be a professional. Correct, yeah. And I knew you had stuff to learn, Yeah. and I thought we could show you some stuff. Correct. I didn't know it would be some of the stuff we showed you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thanks to you and Jackson, obviously, I've been around – a bunch of really good players, tour players mm-hmm. that you guys worked with mm-hmm. along the years, but uh, they've taught me a bunch, obviously in the process of how things are done and just believing on that and putting 100% of your discipline on that. But more than anything, I've been really fortunate of you guys really introducing me to people like Bill Harmon, uh, Woody, Wayne, of like just getting really different insight of like, Not the instruction part. It's more than anything just like... life. Yeah. Dedication, life, and how things are done. You know, like there's a way to get things done, you know? And that's something that's really stood out on me. And more than anything, like just not only learning about the golf swing from them, but like just seeing how they really like put all this passion into like what they really care about, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're 100% honest, like, they'll tell you straightforward, like, what they think about either your golf swing or whatever it may be, you know? But they're... Woody might be the most direct. Yes, correct. 100%. Yes, yes, I would agree with that. But if something that I've really appreciated is that just learning, like, something that I really appreciate from you is, like, as an instructor is, like, you're not afraid of, like, sharing your player to other instructors. You know what I mean? of like having other insights of what they think about your player's golf swing or how he could get better in an aspect, you know? Well, and I think that's that's really special. And that's something I, I really appreciate. And we can all talk about this, but like, so my wife, Yvonne's had health issues, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so we're trying to get to the bottom of it. Like, we don't just go to one person. Correct. You know, that person guided us to three or four people that are the best at what they do. I don't get 
why golf people are so territorial, right? So I've always thought that like, if I'm trying to help Joseph or I'm trying to help Emilio or I'm trying to help Nathan, or if I'm trying to help Jackson become a better instructor, let's introduce them and involve people that are the best at what they do. And when I started, whatever, the people that I had access to weren't near as good. Not by, I don't mean bad, right? But like I was a little local guy or whatever. But now we have access through this. I'm fortunate through the guys I teach and the people that we know and all that, that like some of the people are the best in the world. So like, I think it's cool to be able to introduce you to people and to be able to introduce you. And I mean, Nate and you guys been around it for a while and Joseph just over the last six months or so, whatever, four months. But, but like, I think that's part of what we do. I mean, it goes back to mentoring though, is like, we should be secure enough in ourselves and in the job that we do to be okay with like, I, I, I tell people all the time, the coolest thing I do have done the last two years is have Billy Harmon in. Yeah. Like I'm a hundred percent, not in charge that weekend. Yeah. And I'm a hundred percent not the storyteller. Yeah. But everybody learns something. And more importantly, I learned something when we walk away from it. So I think that's a big part of it. The people yeah. that you surround right. people with. Like the few weekends that I've been around Bill, credit to him, but like he's seen me like hit balls and whatever, but like I've learned more from him by being sitting down at Brogan's North and just talking to him than him like talking about my golf swing. Correct. Yes. And that's what it's all about. Yes, correct. And I think like, it goes to what your dad said. But if you learn about life or you get learn about things, you get better at golf. I think uh, I don't care who you are, whether you're a president or a CEO, it's always staying a student. Oh, yeah. You know, always wanting to learn more. That's what, you know, that's how you become exactly. great. You know, always people that think they know everything or they claim they can't learn anymore because they figured everything out. You know, those are the people that... There's a lot of those people that always have... You ever notice the people that always have the answers, but they don't know the question? Right. Exactly. Nate, we got to go to Arky at some point. (laughs) You've been around me a long time. When I found you, you were at Central Alabama... Or not Central Alabama, I'm sorry. Uh, You were at Coastal Alabama. You come a long way. You you went from small JUCO, struggling, couldn't control your ball... (laughs) You won a big D1 tournament this year now at Central Arkansas. Worked your way. Into, talk a little bit about your journey. I mean, it started out kind of great, just what you said, just wide-eyed, hit a little bit of everywhere. And then once I got here getting to play with Joseph, Emilio, and all your other tour guys, just sitting back and to lessons and watching is half of it. And once you get in your lesson while swinging, it's just watching what the best in the world do. I know Emilio practices or playing chipping games with either one of them and just – Ask him how how do you hit the flop shot over the bunker? Or what do you do from how do you knock one down or something like that? Between talking to Tom and Emilio and all them, mm-hmm. like just how they do it and watch how they practice versus how you do to change what you do to match what they do. One of the cooler exchanges we've had here at Fred was when he was bombing Tom's driver, Tom Lovelady. And if anybody's listening knows Tom Lovelady's kindest hearted person maybe I've ever talked, making an unbelievable comeback. And uh, Tom gave you that driver because you hit it so good. Uh-huh. It was a tour driver. He was on tour at the time. And then I, I thought guess, that was amazing. I got this quick to get Then cracked it a few months later and sent him a text message. And within five minutes, texted me back with ways to help me get another one. Yeah. It's pretty cool right there. I think you just got to surround yourself with genuine people. You know, mm-hmm. people of good character. You got to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. People that, you know, have the same values you have. That's right. Yeah. Well, I think that's very important. 
because that makes a great team and people that get along and things are more productive that way. All right, Tony. So Wayne and Woody and Hank were a coach's coach for you. Mm -hmm. And you've been a coach's coach for me Mm -hmm. and trained me and mentored me and been a big part in my life. And will continue to be, which I'm incredibly thankful for. (laughs) What have you learned from people who are mentoring you now, like Colby and Dr. Carton and other people around you? Like, you know, like in your instruction, you say probably in the last five years, six years, the fitness side has changed how you teach or coach. But like, what else have you learned from those guys? I've learned the importance of keeping your circle of people around you small. A lot of people talk a good game, very few people do a good game. And I think that very few people really have your back and really have your best interest. Mm. And I've learned that through bonding and being around folks like Colby. Colby and Greg and everybody at this table knows Colby and Greg, but they're hands down the biggest supporters and teammates of mine. And I think you learn as you go along, as you start having more success Everybody tells you what you want to hear. Hmm. But then as you have down periods, you have bumps or you get fired and it's going to happen in business. I mean, then you realize who your real supporters and your real friends are, right? And then when you have those times that are introspective where I think one of the cool things, you don't realize it at the time, but you have, I think you have as a person or as a teacher, you have two or three times in your career where you really have to stop and take stock of who you are as a teacher and a person. Okay, and I had one, I think the first one for me was when Bobby Wyatt fired me and I had taught him since he was a kid and he was 100% right for doing it. He hadn't gotten where he wanted and we're still one of the best friends. We talk all the time, right? But I had to stop and think about like, what do I do? How do I get better? Blah, blah, blah. So then I think you go along and then you have this period of time and you get fired and you're unhappy and different things and you have to stop and think about what you do. And so to me, at this point, I had to stop and think about what I do as a teacher and as a person. And I talked to the people that are closest to me. Obviously, you and I talked all the time. You were sick of my phone calls. But Mm -hmm. but, you'd be surprised. I really enjoy them. But like I talked to Colby and Greg. Mm -hmm. Greg probably gave me the best and one of the best advice. Colby gave me a ton of great stuff. Some of it we can't repeat on this. But um But Greg was like, hey, I want you to take six months or a year and not do anything. I want you to just teach golf where you want to teach it and have fun, and you'll figure out where you need to land, Mm. right? Which is hard for me because my nature is to just jump to the next thing, right? And so I think, I guess what I've learned is that there's few people that you can really trust. A lot of people say they're on your team. A lot of people say they support you, but not many of them really do. That's what I've learned. And I think that there's lots of people that will do that as you grow. And it's going to be the same for you as a player, same for you as a player, same for you as a player, right? As you, and you watch it on tour. As guys come up, more people want their time. More people say they can help them. More people say they're their buddy. But in the end, if you start playing shit and you can't do anything for them, they do, they really, they do they really care about you? They don't know you no more. So if you go as a teacher, you go along and you start, you get fired. You don't do as good a job or whatever the deal is. Well, then they got a guy they can push along and say he's the next answer. Like, and it's better for you know. You find out who really supports you, and you find out who really cares about you. And that's probably a better lesson than any of the stuff that you learned along the way. Yeah. So that's probably what I learned. And I'm, I'm just I'm fortunate. I mean, I've got 
great students, great players, got great people around me. I think you've got a good team around you that can oh, maybe support you through the next oh, six yeah. months and yeah. figure out. And we all bust each other's balls, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we mm-hmm. still, like, Woody, Woody's the best, right? <laughs> I mean, and people listen, like, who the hell's Woody, right? Yeah. I mean, well, if you st- the reason we don't put him on here is if you start him talking, we would nobody else would talk. <laughs> he fell hours. asleep during a podcast, yeah. woke up, and started talking again. again. Right? <laughs> Real life. Yeah. Real life. <laughs> you know? So, like, when, when and, and Woody could vouch for this. Anytime I've made a major life change in my career, the first people I've talked to is Woody, mm. right? And uh, when I first decided to go out on my own, which is a big deal as a teacher, you're finding it now, called Woody. Woody's like, well, I mean, you're ready. You need to go do it, right? Mm. So, you know, you know, Wayne is, Wayne is more of the rock, right? Wayne... He's still wearing the same shirt from 1994, (laughs) right? With that vest that's faded. Drinking 95 degree coffee in 94 degree weather and then 62 Miller lights. (laughs) But, right? But he's, you know, you know what you're going to get. But like those people don't fade. They don't, if they've been with you. And so I hope that out of, for you and for your career, that as you go along, you develop those types of relationships where, like the people are going to tell you when you're screwing up and then when you're doing good, they're going to be your biggest fan. That's what you want. And it's the same as a player. I think I really do. I mean, you want somebody, I, I think we, I don't know that everybody admits it or is willing to admit it, but you need the person that's not afraid to call you to the carpet when you're screwing up. Mm-hmm. You don't need the person that just says, you know what? Oh man, it'll be all right. I'll be all right. Like, you know, when you need somebody that's really going to tell you, you know what? You're not doing your deal. This is why you were successful then. This is why you're not successful now. It ain't hard to figure it out. It's the same way as players. We deal with it all the time as players. You were great this year because you worked your ass off in the gym. You did this and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, then you know what? You took whatever. Whatever the deal is, this is why you're not. Abby, you got anything to add? You've been around the Dew Sweepers. Yes, How many years now? Golly. Four. Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. So, so we're coming up on our five-year anniversary. This is by far the first time you've made skillet cake for me, and I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm glad you chance, enjoy it. there's a chance I come back for this. <laughs> Good, I hope so. Well, I will say, what, four, four and a half years ago, when my husband told me he wanted me to move me from Michigan down to Alabama, I thought he was crazy, but... I am crazy, uh, but... <laughs> it's true. But thanks to you, Tony, it's amazing the adventure we've been on because of you and Truly. Stopped, Abby. I know. And you always say, where do you want to move to next? Okay, I got to tell. This is going to be maybe the ending story. So, Because this is the greatest Abby story of all time. So we had gotten the Frederica deal and Jackson was coming here, but he hadn't told you yet. I thought he probably told you. So I texted him. Have you told Abby yet? You saw a spot in the head. <laughs> yeah, I saw it right away. I sat up in bed and said, tell me what? <laughs> and we were moving. That's right, moving again. Yeah. But, I mean, I just want to thank you so much for everything you've done for Jackson. And, I mean, for the both of us and our family. Mm-hmm. And the reason he has grown in his career and as a golf instructor is truly because of you and everything you've done to pour into him. And yeah. I know you, you said... Tell me three things that you love about me, right? And I, I really can give you three things three. right off the top. Oh, come on. Uh, more than that, but I'll give you three. Give me um, the three favorite Tony things. Obviously, number one is just the way you poured into my husband and 
what you've done for him in his career and continue to do and just the friend you've become to him and the mentor you've become to him. And it means a lot to me as his wife just to see that and just to know he is the man he is today because of your influence. And the cookie cake's good. And the um, I, number two, I really appreciate the way you value community. It's something that I've seen that you do with your Dew Sweeper team. The dinners that we go to and the way that you just like around the table, you just bring your players together and you just make them feel loved and known and heard. And I think that's something that Jackson will definitely take away as a golf instructor is just like this, this yeah. and community and pouring into your players, not just on the golf course, but you know, around the table and with a drink in your hand and just being able to have, <laughs> oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Trying to get away from that. <laughs> sorry about that. Introspective. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and I think the third thing is just I love your storytelling. Tonight, Tony was just telling us about how many concerts? Uh, the Jimmy Buffett concerts. 53, 53, 53 Jimmy Buffett concerts. He's so. good at telling stories. He is very good at telling stories. I always just love sitting around the table and listening so to wish. those stories. My only regret in life. Well, not only, but one of them. There are a couple I have to do with some girls back in the 80s, but um, <laughs> <laughs> one of them is though that I didn't ever learn. I know I can't sing, but I wish I learned how to play guitar and be a singer songwriter and storyteller. That's why I love Todd Snyder. We'll give Todd Snyder a shout out here. He's the best, <laughs> right? Because he's a storyteller, right? I think I think I think we need mentors and storytellers. Yeah. Might be the name of, that might be the name of this podcast, mentors and storytellers. I That's like it. That's awesome. good. Emilio, thanks for showing me which flag to put as my emoji. <laughs> you know it. Because amongst other things, you, I've learned a lot about life okay. and different things from you and watching you go through it. Nate, we both, all of us, we got a lot more to do together. We're going, just because we're not going to always do it here, or we're going to do it wherever we go. And I'm sure we'll have some more big things coming down the road. And I mean, if I was wanting to get better at golf and have fun, I'd come find over where the hell we are. <laughs> Jackson, good luck. Keep kicking ass. You'll be all right. Joseph, keep listening. Nate, he'll get you a big diesel truck. (laughs) (laughs) Emilio, (laughs) salsa. When I think Emilio, I think salsa. (laughs) Pacifico. Pacifico. Abby, you're the best. Thanks for taking care of us.